What's up, everybody? And thanks for tuning in to another edition of This Moment. My name is Chef Marcus Samson. On the other half is Jason Diakate, my dear friend, my brother, and co-host. And this week, we're going to be catching up with the gangster gardener, Ron Finley. Ron is an LA-based fashion designer and a gardener responsible for the Ron Finley Project, where he teaches people how to transform their communities from food deserts into sanctuaries and teaches people how to revitalize their land. What's up, What's Master Gardener? No. What's going on? <laughs> Gangster Gardener, get it right. Ain't no, I'm not a, ma- get it right, not a master right? yet, Marcus. I'm still learning. I'm no. still learning every day. <laughs> how you feel? I'm good, Ron. So I'm super excited to this moment, audience, to bring you into a conversation with Mr. Ron Finley. Um, you coming straight from your garden right, right now. now. Right? You're in the garden right at, now. Well, Matt, you know, you interrupted my work schedule. <laughs> so where is the garden located? Where it's, is it? Uh, it's in South Central Los Angeles, uh, mm-hmm. right across from the Expo line. Um, yeah. yeah. And walk us through a little bit. You started in fashion. What's the what are the similarities, and how does one go from style, fashion into gardening? What, what how did that happen? Tell us about your journey. Well, I mean, there, there, really, the the journey is is one step. I mean, there is there is no difference between fashion and and gardening, or dealing with the earth, or dealing with earth systems. I, I ask people, it's like, where do where does colors come from? They come from Mother Nature. You know, where uh, where does textures come from? Where does inspiration come from? It's it's all I'm still designing. You know, it's it's just that it's another medium. Um, and uh, so, you know, when people ask me that question, it's it's not a stretch to me. I mean, if you're creative, you're creative. If you're passionate about something, you're 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 a passionate person. It's not it's not one thing you're passionate about. You're passionate about every damn thing, you know. So. Um, that's that's how it started. I mean, yeah, I started, t- I, I, you know, I studied tailoring when I was 15, um, 16. And I wanted to become a master tailor. That was my goal at, at that age because um, I couldn't find clothes to fit me and uh, I couldn't afford to buy clothes at the store. So um, that was, um, I, you know, throughout my life, it was, I guess, I dealt with, okay, if I can't afford it, I can't, let me do it myself. And, you know, you think back on your life. You're, you're not thinking that when you're a kid that, uh, that, and that the fact that you're changing paradigms, you know, um, I, it's funny relating to cooking. I used to pass by, um, what they called home ec, you know, on my way to, on my way to the print shop or the wood shop. And I, they would have the pie sitting in the windowsill, right? You know, like old days in 1800s when I was a kid. And, um, you would, um, um, damn, you know, just berry cobblers and cakes. And you know, I'm like, well, I need to be down with, you know, with those hot chocolate chip cookies. So I went to the counselor and said, you know, I want to take the cooking class. And she said, you can't. That's for girls. And I'm like, whoa. And so, you know, you with your 11, 12 year old self, I don't know, you know, how the hell do you come up with? Well, aren't most men chefs? And that's what that's that was my comeback. <laughs> <laughs> and um and she stopped and she said yeah you're right and long story short that's they they started um a boys cooking class at my um at my junior high school 
And um, and all you know, all I really wanted was some hot chocolate chip cookies and some German chocolate. <laughs> so you know, isn't that what we all just want? Yeah, though? I mean, That's what but, we but all it's want. it's funny because you don't realize that you just changed the paradigm that had been concreted in the education system for I don't know how long. You're not looking at that as a child. You're not looking at this person that you're dealing with here literally had these ears of platinum that actually heard you and realized that, yes, this paradigm needs to be changed. And, and that's, you got to give her credit, you know? So Ron, walk us back to that time. I mean, when the rest of the world knows South Central, obviously we know it through movies, we know it through all of those different things, but how do you, as a 12 year old, 13 year old, how do you navigate, you know, not to get in trouble, get into good trouble. And what are the lessons from 13 that you still kind of manage your business and manage your surroundings on today? Well, it's, it's to be honest, markets is hard because everybody around you is doing it. Every, you know, every, and the thing about it, it's almost like your neighborhood is, is the whole city within itself. And so when everybody's smoking and getting high and, you know, and, and, you know, dealing and all of this, you, you like, wow. Um, I mean, in the gang culture, they, they seduced a hell of a lot of people, man. And, um, I didn't, um, I don't know. I didn't do it. I just, I, you know, everybody's like, man, you need to do this. You gotta, because these people are coming over here and take, you know, I'm like, and something about it, man. I, I just didn't do it. Um, you know, and the thing, same thing with drugs and cigarettes. I've never, I've never been high. I've never been drunk. I never, you know, I, I, and I, trust me, I was, I was, I was right there in the center of it. Um, and I don't know. I think you just have to look and find something in yourself that you don't want to be like everybody else, you know, and, and nobody else, around me did what I did, you know, no, nobody, I mean, even taking yoga, it might've been because, wow, look at all those women in there. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, it's like, huh, you know, and then I didn't play, I didn't play high school sports. I used to tease the guy. I said, well, they're like, yeah, the little seamstress, they used to call, I said, yeah, but I'm up in the stands with your girl and I'm fly, you know? So, <laughs> you know, so, so it was just, I think, finding your truth, finding your value, finding, you know, what you want to do. And it's hard. I mean, I got a, I'm a damn unicorn when I look at, you know, my surroundings and, and what I, what I've done. I mean, I should not probably if I, you know, be here talking to you right now, you know, if, if I had made some of the choices that was put in front of me, it's the same way I raised my kids. I didn't, I didn't beat my kids, man. I didn't send them outside and get a switch from the tree and then you get a switch and then they send you back inside, outside because the switch is too small. And I'm like, whoa, whoa let's let's talk about this dumb shit. You want me to go outside <laughs> and get something that you're going to beat me with? Let, are you? And so it's stuff like that. I mean, and we got to realize that that's got to be some 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 emotional, you know, uh, trauma that's under our fascia, on our, on our skin, you know, that that I tell people, I told somebody last night, you know, we're like a bear sleeps in the woods. 
<laughs> that's what bears do. And it's, that's that's what happens to us, I think, Marcus. So, no, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know why, you know, when my mom gave me the cigarette to light it on the stove, I don't know why I didn't put it in my mouth. Um, <laughs> you know, you have to puff it. I'm like, yeah, it ain't gonna get lit if I got to puff it. <laughs> so it was, I don't, I don't know why. And, and I think this little, you know, this action here, you know, this action, hey, have you know, I think something about that glass in your hand, silly shit always happen. Something always happened after this action. You know, somebody hit on somebody's wife or somebody's hit on somebody's husband or you owe, you know, you remember, you know, that $10 you owe me. And there was always a fight. There was always some kind of disturbance that happened with that was involved with this action. And as a kid, I don't know, maybe I saw it. The, the Peter Pan, I had the Peter Pan syndrome where I, I could, you know, they say being grown for is sexy. Being grown is not sexy. Be a child as long as you possibly can and then add 20 years on that. <laughs> I'm Ron Finley, the Gangster Gardener, and you're listening to this moment. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissue shoes your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. You know, when you and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, we talked about sustainability. And that's a word that, talk about sexy words, that's a word that is out there today. People talk about it on conferences. But when I brought that word up, you, you corrected me right away. It's like, no, the word should not be sustainable. So help us unpack that. What did you mean with that? And uh, why is it a word that doesn't make sense? Well, because... Because this, where do I start this? Because this planet, it's not sustaining itself. Every 24 hour, there's a cycle. And that cycle, night to day, dust to dawn, it regenerates itself, okay? And it's old to new. Um, like when you think about, even let's take, just came in my head, even when you think of compost, a leaf falls for a reason in a particular season. That's what leaves do. And when you have that leaf and it falls to the ground, that tree sheds all its leaves, that leaf is still working because now it's a mulch for the tree. So when it rains, the, 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 all the water just don't go in, it percolates. And then after that, that leaf turns into soil and it feeds the tree. And then that circle again of life continues, the leaf comes, you get the fruit and it's happened. We haven't been taught that these are resources, Margaret. You know, get that out of here. Hey, go sweep the leaves and th put them in the trash can. No, 
if kids knew it better, get those leaves, put them in a compost bin, make some compost and sell it. <laughs> you know, that's how that's the sexy part. They didn't. So they 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 haven't given us the sock sexy part. So with 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 sustainable that it means nothing. It means like if I leave this on the table for 100 years and nobody touches it, it's going to still be there. And that there's no growth in sustainability. But and uh, the way I broke it down where I did this, the the summit series and the way I made I said, OK, I know a bunch of you, guys, all you, you know, young, rich kids out here. You, you don't know you're sustainable everything. I use sustainable fabric and I got to say, I'm going to put it in something you understand. You got a choice of two bank accounts. You have this sustainable bank account where you put your money in there and you know it's safe because it sustains. It's going to just stay there and nothing's going to happen to it. And then you have this choice of a regenerative bank account where regenerative growth means there's growth. And I said, so who wants the sustainable bank account? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. I said, no come one. on, I know somebody wants a sustainable bank account. You don't want your bank account to be sustainable. You want your bank account to regenerate what's the funds that's in there. And that's that. And I said, I, I thought if I turned it into money, they would understand. And, and they did. So that that's what like everything should be regenerative practices, regenerative garden. Everything should, should should get you should put it back and it should give back and it should keep growing. You know, with sustainability, there's no growth in sustainability. So it's like you said, it's just a sexy catchword that everybody, and especially the corporations, have compromised and, and are using, you know. Sure. Thank you for breaking that down. And I, I think that it's important to get corrected. And, and you know, you and I, we, we deal with all types of people in food and, and in sustainability conversation in the green space. And it's very important that you start redirecting, right? Because once the word is out there, it's just going to get amplified and amplified and amplified, and then you can't bring it back. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a really important practice uh, to get out there. Words Yeah, matters. they do. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's the same thing with with people to say, I work in social justice. I work in food justice. You know, I said, no, there's no such thing. Like, what do you mean? I said, how could you work in something that doesn't exist? <laughs> I said, what you work in is social injustice, racial injustice, food injustice, food slavery. You know, that's what you work in. You don't because if it was you wouldn't need to have a job if everything was just, if we had a just society, you know? So it's, it's like that. So I, I've literally done conferences and I told them, well, I'm not doing a food, I'm not doing a conference on, on food justice because it doesn't exist. You know, I said, let's do a conference on food injustice so people see, like you were just saying, words matter, Mark, so they can see that word. We are dealing with an un, in, a unjust food system, period. One of the most amazing things is yours, obviously you're out here on different platforms communicating, but the best experience to come to your garden is really to be there to walk it, right? Yeah. Where you're sitting right now. But I know you have a vision that is essentially to rebuild it and What's your future vision of the Ron Finley project? What does that look like? Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about that? To change the rotation of the planet. That's my that's my future vision. <laughs> you know, what I want to do. Well, basically, in regards to the space, 
I want to I want to put a, a building up that in a garden here that really, really helps the community um, in, and show them regenerative practice. I want to have a commercial kitchen here. I want to have a cafe here where people. So now people have to go to these out, out like Pasadena or, you know, these these communities that's outside of South Central if they want a commercial kitchen and the prices that they charge are ridiculous and you have to have subscription. So I'm like, why should we not have a commercial kitchen here where people can come in, make their food and sell their food? Um, I want a maker space. I ain't talking about no plastic molding. I'm talking about showing people how to weld, showing people how to build, showing people how to take so-called trash or wood they find or, or different things and turn them into uh, useful products that can be sold in your community or around the world. Um, we have, uh, uh, you know, showing people the skills of gardening. Because to me, Marcus, like, like gardening is a life skill. It's, it's not a hobby. It's not, oh, for the ladies that lunch kind of, you know, thing. It's, it's a life skill that everybody uh, should know because if to me if you can't if you it's like Mr. Paris in uh in Mississippi said if, if you can't feed yourself you can't free free yourself <laughs> you know so that's that for, so the project here three story building uh with uh a gala gallery multiple gallery space that you can turn it into whatever you want gathering places for community events um I mean I do something that people can look up it's a small uh, uh, like festival that we do called the function D A function because people and fun is in capital letters because fun is the first part of function but we need to learn how back how to have fun we need to get our child back so this event yeah. uh, you need to get in touch with that child that's still it's still there you know so we have yeah, you have fifty year old people doing double dutch you know they haven't touched Beautiful. a rope in 25 30 years yeah. you have you know get we have, back, yeah back. we have circus training and and you know hammocks and giant bubbles and building gardens and uh it's just it's everything making your own i don't know uh body scrubs and oils and things like that to show people that a lot of these resources are around you you're just not utilizing them the, the thing with this is uh with what I'm doing with the Ron Finley project is showing people that what do you truly value? You know, do you value yourself? Do you value this planet? Do you value your community? Do you value the single most important thing to your life, which is air? And nobody will say that. You ask that question, the first thing people are going to say, oh, my husband, my kids. Uh, I said, no, the single most important thing to your life is air. And then I said, well, you can't tell me the single. I said, you're right. It's not the single most important thing to your life. Is the single most important thing to everything on this damn planet, <laughs> including water. Because <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask you something else because both of you and I have had the privilege to travel, yep. and you speak all over the world. And very often, as black men, we're the only one in the room, <laughs> right? And how, I know how I enter that space and how I feel, but I want to ask you. You know, you look out in a room and, of course, it's a blend between the privileges of being there, but also our backstories are so different. So how does that make you feel? You're about to enter, you're about to share your knowledge with an audience that majority of times are white, and you're on that stage. And you probably share, actually, 
a lot of humanitarian things with the audience, but also very little when it comes to day-to-day practice. How does that make you feel? I mean, what, what I, you mean? know, I come in, you know, un, unapologetically, <laughs> intentionally black, for real, for real. <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, because a lot of people like, Ron, you, you know, you're intimidating. I said, why? Because I'm I'm black and I'm six feet. I mean, what am I? Am I are we supposed to crawl in the door, crawl on in the stage backwards and then enter the stage like that to not intimidate people? I said, I'm not I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable at all, but I'm not trying to make you feel comfortable either because you could give a shit about making me feel comfortable. You know, so when when I go in, man, and I'm telling my even when I even when I talk to the devils, you know, I'm, and I'm talking about the corporations, <laughs> uh, I still come in, you know, I'm not compromising who I am because like what you might, Marcus, this ain't about paper. This ain't about no money. You know, this is, this is, this is about changing people's values and changing the culture back to what it should be. Um, and people don't get that, man. They, 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 I'm sure the same thing with you, you're on a, uh, another level, but where people think, Ooh, Hey, what, what you can do this. And it's like, I, Hey, Hey, I don't need your exposure, dude. How'd you find me? You know, I tell you too much exposure, give you pneumonia. I need a check, you know? So it's, so it's like that kind of thing, man. But no, I, I, it is sometimes I'm like, wow. And, and like with you, I know, damn, we represent everybody black, you know, <laughs> we're the only ones here. So a lot of these people haven't had any interaction with black people. So what do we have to, do uh, act a certain way, you know, and what they've been exposed to a lot of times is hip hop and gangster and these kind of cultures. So, and they, they come, they, they try to talk to you like that. I'm like, yo, yo, why are you talking? Why are you, why are you talking? Why are you talking to me like that? What are you talking about? <laughs> so I've had that happen because it's, it's around the world, man, that, that that's the one thing they look at us as, but, my thing is we have to give them another vision of who we are. And that's what I try to do, man. That's no, it's, it's what I do. Um, I'm not, I'm not dumbing none of my shit down. I'm not coming in, you know, with your suit and tie. Cause I don't do that, you know? Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's hard because we are, we're looking, and I don't care what nobody's, we're looked at differently, you know, totally looked at differently. Um, this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. One of the things that I think I really admire about what you did, because I think 2020 and 2021 and moving forward, it's we all have to learn how to pivot, yep. right? And I think as black people, we're constantly pivoting, right? We have to kind of navigate spaces. So I actually feel like we have a lot to share and share with other, whether it's minorities or other, other cultures, right? And talk to me about a couple of your pivots because it's 2008. I mean, at that point, you're dressing, at that point, you're dressing NBA stars, you're dressing athletes, and then you're pivoting over to this world that we now know you, right? Uh, how did you go about it? Did you have a mentor? Did you just go and, like, give us a little bit, like, how did this transition I, happen? I wish, I wanted to put, uh, yeah, I also, I want to go back a little where we talked about, when did it sure. become our job to educate rich ass white people on <laughs> on um, racial relationship. Why, how did, why are we the chosen ones to tell races about racism? Because it's, so, it's been so normalized in, in their life that they don't see it. You know, they don't see it. Like the train in front of me. I tell people that train is racist by design. It's like, what are you talking about? It's going through South Central and Santa Monica. I said, yeah, Santa Monica looks like Disneyland. South Central don't look like that. It's, it's a pass through. But the, it's designed so nobody sees it. But I feel now I'm in, in I'm constantly like being the scholar <laughs> almost on people that want that that want to deal with race relationships and the questions they ask because they haven't experienced it, man. Um, but so now I'll go back to what you asked me. <laughs> I just needed to say that. <laughs> no, but I, I I I completely agree with you, and I I we can we can deal with that for a second, right? Part of the reasons why I opened Red Rooster in Harlem was because I wanted people I to actually just stop for a second and spend money in our neighborhood, not get on the tourist bus, take a picture, right. and go back yeah. downtown, right? Yeah. And the only way to normalize that is something like what you've done is to actually say, hey, 
come to my space. Here is what's happening. Spend two or three hours or more, yeah. and then have a normal exchange and normal experience. Uh, and whether that's through restaurant or whether that's through the Ron Finley project in the future, it's all the same. It's about normalizing experience. And I completely agree with you. All our neighborhoods are either have are racist by design, whether the highway goes through our neighborhood, right. whether that train goes it's right through our neighborhood or our <laughs> garden. So they, there's no difference. It's just different takes on them. But it's terrible because why do we see it and they don't? And, and, and when and, um, the only thing that changes a lot of times is the complexion of the people in these neighborhoods, you know, where where the gentrification happened. So why weren't you serving these neighborhoods before? Why did why couldn't I put my, my hand up and, and say avocado toast and it magically appears in my hand like it does in other neighborhoods? It's like nothing changed. The streets the same. The trees are the same. The only thing that changed was the complexion of the people who live there. And what does that mean? Why does I, I was at a mayor's conference once and I so, so he said the guy said something about underserved neighborhoods. When we, I said, OK, so why are underserved neighborhoods underserved? Oh, wow. That's that's a long that's a difficult. That's I said, no, it's not difficult. They're underserved because you don't fucking serve them. I said, it's yeah. that simple. I said, you want to debate that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. That's why they're not served. And that's the only reason. You know, to keep them disadvantaged, to keep them, to keep people sick, to keep it, the, their lives harder. You know, they don't, we don't have the conveniences, man. So no, that's why, I, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know? So as Harlem has gone through its, gen is going through its gentrification, um, so is South Central. Uh, are you nervous that the neighborhood, is the neighborhood changing or are you nervous how it's changing? Uh, tell me a little bit what's going on in South Central right now. Am I nervous? No, I'm not nervous. But I mean, I work on a project called Destination Crenshaw. It's a train that's it's coming from the airport. It's the first train ever to leave the airport. And it's coming through South Central. When it comes up above ground, it will be in, come up in South Central on Crenshaw Boulevard. And I, you know, and we had a, as you know, working with your, your cousins is just sometimes just as bad as working with the, the other side. I mean, or, or worse. <laughs> worse so it, you guys are doing this for the white people that are coming in i'm like no 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 i'm not and, shout out to cuz all over you the know? world <laughs> i said i'm doing this shit for me i said i i deserve convenience i deserve beauty i deserve healthy food i deserve mm. to say avocado toast you know and it appears in my hand i said no this project is unapologetically black it's super black it's blackity black black it's like damn that's but it's black as your grandmama skillet black it's like, damn, can that get any blacker? No. So it's that black. It's so black you can't even see your hand in front of your face black. Okay. This project is black for real. And I and wound up not not realizing I was at a press conference. So they, they put that in the paper. <laughs> I said, I right. said, no, I said the councilman has it hanging in his in his office. So um, and that's how I feel, man. It, it's it's um we have to take these spaces and we have to realize that we deserve good shit too. We deserve conveniences. We deserve healthy environments. We deserve beautiful places, you know? And, and, and so the job is, is Marx, how do we change people's DNA? That's what has to happen where you appreciate beauty instead of some clown coming and seeing one of my 12 foot giant sunflowers and all they can think of, let's break it <laughs> and smash it and throw it in the street. So that's 
that's what we have to change. And and, and that's what I'm doing, man. I, it, but like, you know, this it ain't for the faint of heart, man. Yeah. Well, I think it's also incredible. You raised three sons. Yeah. Two of them are artists. Yep. Um, and how did they... You must have had a hand uh, in that. Hand. I, I had, tell me about that. I had, I had both my hands. I, I think I was like Shiva. I probably had eight arms at that point, you know. No, I, it, it's funny because it goes back to, you know, we t earlier we talking about, you know, why did I start, you know, with the clothing thing? I was a skinny kid, had a big butt and nothing fit right. And, it, and not knowing, it just didn't feel right. You know, we had to accommodate the clothes instead of the clothes accommodating us. That's how I said, well, a tailor what does a tailor do oh they make oh yeah okay i need to i, I want to learn how to do that so i can have my clothes for me same thing with my sons man i didn't want them to experience the scars that i have and that's what i think our job is as parents as fathers it's like if you you have to be there there was no violence in my home there was no alcohol there was no cigarette there was none of this None of none of that kind of things in my house. And I mean, I, I lived in a loft, you know, where we the man, the, the, the studio was on one side, the house was on. I'd open a door and I and I got to engage with my children. I got to have lunch. I got to have dinner, breakfast with my kids, man. And I think that made a difference. So they were always the, the, the thing, the, the mantra was operate from happy. Basically, if the shit don't make you happy, don't do it. You know, so so don't have a job that you hate or we're going to have a problem, you know, um, and. Uh, but that's an amazing amount of progress, right? Yep. Because I just think that that's like a universal thing that we all trying to think about. My my grandparents grew up very poor. Yep. No one asked them ever. And I talked a lot about my grandmother with the, uh, about this. She's like, why do you have to be happy at work? You should be happy you have a job. That was my grandmother, but that's what she said. And my parents were like, my dad was very much, if you love what you're doing, go for it, right? So that was that evolution. And today, we almost take for granted that I got to like my job. And I love the fact that you caught that early and you installed that into your, your kids. Yeah, I got... It was a lot of things. It was a lot of lessons. I like my oldest, he gave birth. Uh, he, well, he helped his, his mother. We had a walk. That was a water birth. And so he's seven years old and he's, he's like, I want, you know, four or five months earlier, take the baby out. I want to play. But then, you know, when it's time, nine months, bam, he's, he's in the tub markets and he says, Hey, ma, just keep pushing. I see the head. I'm like, who the fuck? are you <laughs> and so it's it's seven he's the first one to hold his brother okay and and that was that's some serious bonding far as i'm concerned who who can say that marcus that shut the hell up i gave birth to you you know so it was um it was things like this that 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 we did even something as simple as seeing a movie marcus because i realized i didn't never i didn't i went yeah we went to the movies but we didn't see the movie okay we didn't understand the set design. We didn't understand the costume designer. We didn't un we didn't understand the cinematographer, how that light, that shadow. We didn't get to see that because we're looking at, you know, mostly faces and, and boobs or whatever the hell was on there. And um, and so when we when I went to the show, I didn't want my children to be my age and not and just now see a movie and just now realize the artistry in it. So what we did when we went to movie after the movies, we had conversations 
about the movie and what did you see and when what happens and i think that might have played a a part in the in the, their details, you know, as far as, you know, the two becoming an artist, the other ones, uh, you know, runs runs a business, a, a very, very successful uh, business for somebody. So um, it's stuff like that, man. Why why should they have to repeat, you know, what we what we didn't? And at even going to the school, you know, we went to one of these uh, private schools at UCLA Elementary School. And, and I, I was the one that went on all the field trips. I was the one that went. I showed up just because sh- I figured, no, we give we care about our kids. And I, I figured it was my job to show all these folks that, you no, know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, that we we care. You know, uh, we're not just producing, producing, you know, criminals, <laughs> you know, um, and, um, you know, we're, we're producing people that care about everything, about care themselves, first of all. I mean, and that's that's what I think a problem is. I mean, people, like we talked about before, people want to be other people instead of being, finding out or realizing who you are, what you love, you know, what you, what what's in you, bringing that magic out, bringing that brightness out, you know, bringing that passion out, finding in the thing about it, telling these kids, just cause you chose this right now, don't mean you, it has to be this, yeah. you can change it. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, no. That's beautiful. And that's powerful. And I do think that if this is the big reset, right, yep. I think people need to be up on that and find a path. And it's, uh, you know, my I, again, I go back to my father. My father, you know, was supposed to be a fisherman because right. that's what they did in that village. Right. He went to university, became a teacher, realized he didn't like it, switched to become a a geologist, right. so you essentially have three different careers, and his parents was never good with that because they were like, "You had a job. First of all, you left a job, which was the fisherman. Then you had a job in the city, and then you had to switch again." And and I don't think I would have been a chef if I didn't have that okay right. side for my parents to go out there in the creative world, right? You know, so we all need that level oh, of no. mentorship or guidance. Oh, totally, you know? totally. I mean, and and. Um we need to instill that in them. It's it's like that. It's not, it's not a one shot. You know, it's like people are like how you, it's a successful career. What's successful mean to you? I'm miserable. You know, so how is this success? We only equate success with money and so-called prestige. And I, and I don't, you know, so, and a lot of people come to me with these films and this and that, they want me to do this and they think, and you know how they're talking to you and you know, they think that, you know, oh, he's from the hood and, you know, yeah, I'm a, he's going to, he wants to be famous. And it's like, uh, no. And it's like, I tell them that like, well, you, when you become successful, I'm like, when you, what are you talking about when I become successful? I woke up this morning. I'm six, I'm successful. I said, I'm not measuring my success the way you measure yours, being on that goddamn hamster wheel that you're on every day grabbing because Martha has this now. And then, oh, you got to get it. And then John has this and oh, you got to get it. I said, you'll never be successful. You will be on a hamster wheel the rest of your life. And I choose to do that. I'm successful right now talking to you. I mean, I'm this is I'm not thinking about the future, Marcus. I'm, I'm right here with you right now. And that's all I'm thinking about, because right. That's all we got, really. You know, and it's like I want I want I want my success to be, Marcus. How many people did you put on for them to put people on? You know, and one of the things we need to change with, um, especially in regarding to gardening and things, we made it a punishment. We made it a chore 
you know, and it's like instead of making it a life skill, instead of making bringing love or teaching it another way. OK, you didn't do that. You're going to have to do the garden. You're going to have to do this. You're going to you know, your guys are working in the garden because you didn't do this and that. And it should be you're not instilling a love for for this craft, for this for this. I mean, it's a life skill and every and, and everybody just like you breathe. You should know how to grow food. That's how I see it. <laughs> Yeah. When I came up as a young cook in Switzerland, you started in the garden. Right, exactly. Right? And I love that. And you you weren't in, allowed in the kitchen until you can handle right. that. And so, but it, it goes through a chain reaction, right? Because once you have some of the stuff in the walk-in, you're never wasting anything Nothing. again. Because you, two months ago, were the person that worked that. And I just loved that system. And I needed those four months because I learned the language. Right. I also started to understand, okay, this is how this operates, right. right? And it was such a smart way of saying, you're a kid, but eventually you're going to be part of them, but you know nothing right, right. now. And in the garden, it was, the pace was, in the pace that I can, everything became slower for me, right? Eventually I learned a little bit more of the language. Eventually I started to know the guys that were like older and they were like 23 and I was 19. Right. But everything became more inti- less intimidating for me. And I just loved that system of you start in the garden and eventually you work your belt back in. And then at any given time, you go back to the garden, right? So, so it was a 360 system that um, I really appreciate. I think you made me think, Mar- Marcus, about when I first meditated by myself. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, I was doing Qigong <laughs> and... He said, OK, you know, I, I did the meditations with, you know, with the with the with the teacher. And then we said, OK, you know, when you go home, you're going to do like 15 minutes. And so I'm meditating, Mark. And the and I'm having thoughts like, bam, 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 just shooting through my head. And I'm counting. And it's like, yeah, I'm talking to my you ain't supposed to be counting. What the hell is that stained gas window got to do with anything? All these images. What, what is a play a building? I don't what the hell. Is, and you thinking and then you. And so next thing I know, it's 45. When I come out, it's 45 minutes. It wasn't 15 minutes. So then it's like next time the image was like, OK, I acknowledge you just get the hell out of my head. And then they would go slower. And then it was like they were gone, Marcus. Third, t- The third time I medica- meditated, they were gone, you know. So it's like that's what you you made me think about that, that being in there and staying with it and staying and, and doing it. And now all of a sudden you're like, if something comes up, you're like, yeah, whatever. And <laughs> and then I you started training yourself where, okay, what's that sound over here that I hear in my left ear? And you try to take yourself all the way to that sound and isolate everything else. You know, so you get to you get to you get to go in there and play, man, and, and realize the capacity that we have, that we're we're people are not we're not experiencing. Nobody, no, nobody told us. I mean, when you see a man hand heat up to 202 degrees, you know, and all of us have it because we're all spinning around on this ball in outer space looking for aliens, <laughs> you know, and that spinning inertia that's creating pre, uh, prana, if you want to call it energy, chi, and that chi is in all of us, is in everything that's living on this planet. And I think if we realize if 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 we show kids at an early age that soil is alive, 
that the mountains are alive, that water, that's why it stales and, go, and goes back. It's alive that everything that this planet, that Mother Nature makes is alive. And we're not, we're not, we turn on the faucet. So we think it's, oh, this is forever. You know, and it's not, and especially because these corporations have, have um, compromised a lot of the things that, that are earth systems and they're free that we're paying for. Um, we don't look at it like that. Wow. Well, Ron, I appreciate you so much and I can't wait to come back out this Can't wait to see you, man. Yeah, let's do something. Tell everybody, where do we find you on social media? How can, can we, how can we stay, how can we be connected to your journey and wisdom? Uh, where do we go? So you can go to uh, Ron Finley Project on Instagram or my, my page that I'm on is Ron Finley HQ. Um, and you can hit me at my website, which is ronfinley.com. And um, yeah, I mean, we what I want to get to, Marcus, to open in the garden back up, garden back up, and so we can have people in. Like you said, let's have dinners and and let's have some fun. Yeah, no, we're man. gonna do that. Yeah, we're let's have let's have. I mean, because the bottom line with me, Mark, it's all about having fun, man. Let's let's just let's because we're here and we can change it. I mean, I want I want to I want us to sit down, have a hell of a meal, everybody laugh and enjoy themselves. But while we can, while we're doing something that's positive and changing this culture of this whole planet, that's that's the goal, man. Mr. Ron Finley, we thank you, Professor. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> thank you, Mark. Take care. <laughs> what I draw from Ron is that he had to pivot and change several times in his life. It's really inspirational to see what he's building in South Central. If you're in LA, hit Ron up and go and visit him at the Ron Finley Project. It's amazing. Peace. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.